previously. You guys finished your hunt with the Nyad. You came back to Cleelum to the Nighthawks bar, and they were divvying out roles for the full moon and who's going to take care of which werewolves across the state. Ariana asked you to pick up some holy water while you're going to help the Upper Seattle Pack, and you met with Pastor Sebastian, who led you to the place. Very difficult to follow because he's a very fast driver. Once you reached this beautiful giant mansion, Victorian mansion, you met Virgil, the pack, the alpha, Adelaide, the pack mom, um, Molly, who is Vincent's sister, and Ashton and Frankie. You had dinner with them, got to know them a little bit. They were pretty curious about you guys, especially Enope. While they weren't afraid of Enope, there is still a lot of questions to be had there, understandably. You guys went to sleep. I think Lawrence and Maxine were in the van and Enope was in the house, I believe. No, we were all in the house. Oh, all in the house. Okay, yeah. And uh, Maxine met with Rory and Rory seemed very confused about Enope's existence uh, before watching... Oh, shit. What movie were you guys watching? Shrek? I think we were watching Ghost, maybe. Ghost, that's right. Yeah, you guys were watching Ghost together. And that's pretty much where we left off. So now you guys are waking up in this house. Um, Maybe you each have your own rooms. One of you is maybe in the tower of this Victorian house, because there's always got to be a tower. So you wake up to the smell of bacon and sausage cooking. Um, I guess who's the first to come downstairs? It's definitely not Lawrence to tell you that. I mean, I'm already awake, so. That's true. Can ghosts smell things? Um, that's tricky. I want to say, I guess I never really say it, but maybe, maybe very faintly. Okay. It's not really smell, but like, there's something in the air, and you, you know that it's supposed to be a smell, maybe. I mean, I can smell bacon, like... From 500 paces, so, I think. 500 paces? <laughs> That's so specific. Oh my god. If there is bacon within 500 paces, Maxine will be aware of it. So, anyone who is hoping to sneak up on a ghost better not bring any fucking bacon with them. <laughs> Some bacon it's a very distinct smell. That is true. Uh, yeah, so you go downstairs, and, um, Adelaide is cooking some bacon. Uh, well, Virgil is kind of next to her, working on the, um, sausages, kind of getting some meat ready for his pack. And they welcome you for breakfast. Hi, how was your, how, well, I guess you didn't sleep. How was your evening? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, watched some movies. I watched Ghost. It was pretty fun. Oh, that's a classic. Uh, how'd you guys sleep? Virgil is like, I slept great. Adelaide's like, mm, you did kick me in the face a couple times, but I slept fine. Virgil's like, I'm, <laughs> you know how I am the night before the full moon. I'm sorry, babe. She just goes back to her bacon and she like, uh, can I um, get you anything? Oh, no, no, I'm just gonna hang out, be social, you know. So you're, you're a ghost, right? Uh, yep, that's right. And you're just, how long have you been a ghost? A couple years now. It was really weird at first, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of hitting my stride a little bit finally. Huh. Virgil kind of sits next to you with, um, a plate of, you know, bacon sausages. 
breakfast patties, just any kind of breakfast meats you can possibly imagine. And he, like, kind of puts a mug in front of you with some coffee, and he has himself, like, a mug of coffee, and he's just kind of more as, like, a gesture of just including you more than anything. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I figured, you know, it's a it's a comfort. Can you, can you like, f- feel it? Can you feel, like, feel the warmth of the mug? Um, I can't really touch it. I can tell it's warm. I can, like, smell it a little bit, which is nice. You know, I can't eat, but I can smell a little bit at least. Huh. I, I mean, honestly, I know it's just weird that I've been, you know, <laughs> one of the folk, but I've never, I don't think I've ever actually met a ghost before. Oh, really? Yeah, I, well, you know, we're in Seattle. You're going to have to meet, like, a very modern ghost. Yeah, that. I guess that's true. I mean, I'm a modern ghost. I'm a metropolitan ghost. <laughs> An urban ghost. Ghost about town. Can I ask, is it rude to ask how you died? Uh, well, I did die on a hunt. Um... I don't really like to go into specifics, so. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry. I, I don't. I mean, I don't mean to offend. Oh uh, no, no problem. I know people get curious. Yeah, I I can't believe you've lasted like years. I thought most ghosts like went kind of crazy after a while. Um, it it's very individual. Like a lot of ghosts, it can take a long time and unfinished business and all that. I do have um. Like connections and tethers, you know, Lawrence really he he's my anchor at this point. He's he's keeping me sane. Oh, that's that's very sweet. Yeah, he's my homeboy. Verla's <laughs> like a big hearty laugh, his like signature laugh. Um and Adelaide comes and sits next to you as well, after like stacking some plates next to the oven for like everybody else when they come down. Um, who wakes up next? Uh, probably NMP. It's pretty obvious to he- that you're awake. The others can hear, like, your footfalls from even, like, two stories down. You walk through the house. Um, there's just, like, pictures on the wall. There's, like, more wolf posters and uh, pictures of, like, the moon and stuff. There's, like, a few empty rooms that you pass by. And then there's one that has, like, very loud snoring coming from it. Um, you go down two flights of stairs to the uh, ground floor and uh, enter the kitchen where there's Adelaide, Virgil, and Maxine all having a breakfast. And Adelaide stands up. She's like, oh, uh, well, uh, do you want anything? Uh, yes, I would love something to eat. Um, do you have any grapefruit? Grapefruit? Um, I don't think we have grapefruit, but we do have oranges. That would be fine. Uh, all right. And she kind of me- gestures to the sturdiest of chairs uh, that you probably sat in last night and hands you like three oranges. And like they're, <laughs> they're like Mandarin, so that you could pretty much fit all of them in w- one of your hands. And uh, Pete starts eating them like an apple. Uh, like... <laughs> with the peel? Yeah, with the peel and everything. Like, yeah, Adelaide was like about to sit down and she's like mid seating down and she's just staring at you <laughs> and then slowly sinks into her seat. You are really leaning into the uh, wolf aesthetic. I've noticed a lot of wolf pictures and moons on the wall. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know how when you barely know somebody and you just get them the gift that you know they're going to like? You know, when someone has, like, say, like, an obsession with frogs, like, you're going to get them a gift with frogs, even though they already have a thousand frog items. It kind of started out like that when me and, uh, this is Virgil talking, when me and Adelaide were dating, and then, I don't know, it just kind of, just became kind of our thing, and Adelaide gives, like, a small smile, like, a small, one of her rare smiles. I find that interesting. Yeah, if you want, uh, <laughs> if you want to keep any of them, you're more than welcome. We have a little bit. We should probably get rid of a few one of these days. I mean, it is always a little weird when we have normal company and they just think we're kind of oddballs. Maybe if I see one that that piques my interest, I will I will ask for it. But currently, I think I am okay. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, Virgil gets up and he like feeds. He, like, puts uh, food into the Huskies' dishes. They come barreling through the room and just ram into their bowls and start eating. Um, the one that finishes first comes over and, like, puts their, uh, its head in your lap and is, like, panting happily. Aww. And Pete's, you know, softly pets the dog as it eats another mandarin hole. <laughs> so, after a little while, um... You hear the front door open, and a couple of footfalls later, uh, Frankie steps into the room with their uh, green hair kind of tied back fairly tightly, more tighter than you saw yesterday. And they kind of just, like, walk what over, start, like, just start talking with Adelaide and Virgil, like, they haven't even left or anything, and just go grab a banana and jump on the counter and start eating it. Good morning, everyone. Kind of to you two morning how'd you sleep do you sleep oh i don't i do i i guess more restless than most people but i do sleep yeah you're tossing and turning oh jeez. frankie's like do you have dreams like i had this crazy dream last night about like being in a zombie apocalypse and like and then it was like all like neon colored and shit it was so oh my god do do you have any weird dreams Sometimes I remember the words in my head from when I first awoke. I don't know if that counts as a dream or not. Everybody kind of is like looking at you for like to elaborate. <laughs> um, make me proud. Make who proud? I do not know. Huh. Yeah, I saw my dad in my dream last night and he was like, <laughs> Frankie just starts like kind of going off, like trying not to make you more uncomfortable than you probably already are. Um, who wants to enter next? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, this seems like a pretty good point where Lawrence, like, stumbles down the stairs. Like, he almost falls down the stairs. He does not look awake yet. His hair is completely messed up. And he probably has a shirt on, like, backwards or something. <laughs> what time is it supposed to be? I'll say it's about, like, ten. Nine or ten. Probably started at nine, now it's about ten. Okay, that makes this even funnier. So he's, like, still trying to fit, like, because he has, like, a t-shirt on. It is backwards. You can see the tag sticking out, and he's trying to, like, put on, like, his button-down flannel over top of it as he's stumbling down the stairs. <laughs> hey, all. Everyone kind of, morning. He just kind of, like, um, what, 
I'm guessing everyone's at the same table, right? Yeah, they're at that big dining room table with all the different chairs. Is the one beside Maxine free? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, so he just goes to sit down um, and um, beside Maxine, and he's just staring at the table. Just, like, spaced out. You want my coffee, bud? Oh, shit, you got coffee? Thank you. Mm-hmm. He just takes any can He's, like, kind of holding it to, like, kind of warm up his fingers and, like, sipping it every once in a while. Aww. Uh, Virgil kind of gets up. He's like, do you want uh, anything to eat? We got bacon, we got sausage, we got breakfast patties, we got fruit, we got basically whatever you want. Shit, really? Yes. Yeah, Mikasa, Tsukasa, all that. I love you. I love you so much. Yes. Let me, and then like, you try to like... <laughs> <laughs> so is this like a situation where you go and get what you want, or is it more like... Hey, he's want. offering to go get everything for you. Clearly, you're too tired to do it yourself. Okay, because he's like, can I just have, like, one of everything? That sounds so great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he goes and grabs a little bit of everything. He grabs, you know, bacon, sausage, etc. He grabs a, a green apple for you, puts out the side of your plate, sets it in front of you. Just stares for a, li- a couple seconds longer. He's very slowly picks up a piece of bacon and then from then on like it's just the most disgusting thing you've ever seen he's shoving everything into his face (laughs) it just like starts slow and then suddenly like like listen these people have probably seen werewolves eat raw meat not as disgusting as the way he's eating right now (laughs) yeah virtual's like are you a werewolf too you're really uh chowing down oh shit um Sorry, uh, and then he, like, takes, a, like, a nearby napkin, dabs his face, puts, like, a napkin on his, like, lap, like, he's trying to be, a, like, oh, shit, there's other people here, let me act like a normal human. <laughs> uh, Virgil. What you talking kind of feels... about? <laughs> uh, uh, nothing, sorry. Hey, uh, I was curious, I forgot to ask, did you paint your van yourself? Oh, no, no, I commissioned, um... A buddy of my brother's. It's uh, pretty sick, though. If you want, I think I still got his number. I could hook you up. You know, actually, I might take you up on that. And Adelaide's like, oh, no, 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 hun. He's like, what? J- just like a uh, mural, you know, on in the living room. Why not? She's like, hun. Is it going to be a wolf mural? Oh, you fucking know it. Yes, yes. He does amazing wolves. Oh, excellent. And then he like, starts, like, he pulls up and it's the cramp. And just starts showing him some of the um, different airbrush art that he's done. Some of it is murals on the sides of walls. Some of it is other um, other cars. He's done more um, murals on cars, too. And just basically, like, starts going through it just like, oh, this one's my favorite. Like, just kind of showing him. <laughs> he is, like, genuinely interested and, like, keeps showing Adelaide, like, different ones. And she... <laughs> she just like shakes her head or does a slight nod every once in a while. Um, you hear the door open once again, and there's like conversation filtering through and you could hear one of them. You could hear is a male voice saying, yeah, but they had like a psychic link and they were like huge, man. Isn't that, that's like so much cool. They just like rip off all their skin and they just are like huge and massive. Isn't that what you want? That is so cool. And then you hear this more feminine voice saying, um, okay, yeah, but, like, 
you can't use your hands when you got paws. It doesn't make any sense. It's so much cooler, and it, let me say, it's more accurate in Helsing. I'll tell you that, okay? And you, you see Ashton and Molly coming into the room, and Ashton um, kind of slams a hand on the table and is like, all right, everybody settle this. Which one's the better werewolf design, Twilight or Helsing? Molly's like, Helsing. I'm so sorry. I haven't seen Helsing, but I was very firmly team Jacob. <laughs> Ash is like, yes. All right, one. One on my side. And Molly's like, that doesn't count. He hasn't seen both. And she like pulls out her phone and starts like Googling and shows you a picture of a Helsing werewolf, which is kind of like this werewolf that stands on two feet and has like a very wolfy head, very, very muscular body. <laughs> She's like, which one? Come on. Come on. That over just a just a giant wolf. Come on. And Ash is like, a psychic wolf, thank you very much. Like the Twilight werewolves, they just turn into big wolves. That's not werewolfy enough. Okay, I'll admit the the like wolf design does look cool and is more realistic, but Jacob. <laughs> come on, look okay, at him. Realistic. We have seen real life werewolves. That's true. Well, you're gonna see him tonight. And then you gotta tell me, which one's the better werewolf design? Not most accurate, which one's the best one? Okay. Okay, I see. So, we have to choose between human who becomes giant psychic wolf or werewolf. Because, I, I hate to admit it, but my boy Jacob Black is, is not a werewolf, he's just a big psychic wolf. <laughs> I was like, yep, see? You get it. And Ash is like, oh god. I've never seen either of these, but from hearing people talk, I always thought that the wolves in Twilight weren't werewolves, but shapeshifters. Ashton just like folds his arm. He's like, mm, that is a decent point, but they still call themselves werewolves. I don't think real shapeshifters turn into other um, creatures, though. I think they just turn into people who look different. That That is correct. This is just a book and movie series. Ash and Molly start, like, kind of moving around the kitchen, grabbing their food. Um, and they're still bickering about <laughs> which one's better. And Frankie chimes in with, um... Teen Wolf. Yeah, what about Teen Wolf? And everyone, oh, God! They do Underworld. Those are pretty sick. Okay, all right. Okay, are we talking about the movie... Or yes. the MTV TV series Teen Wolf. Fortunately, know a lot about the TV series Teen Wolf. <laughs> I think regardless of what the source is, everybody is like, no, 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 no. Oh, so you don't you don't ever use your sick werewolf skills to play basketball really good? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like lacrosse. That's the TV series, but like the OG, it's it's basketball. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on, you're telling me you guys never, never, never play werewolf basketball? Considering that we put ourselves in the the rec room, uh, I would say no, we do not use our werewolf skills for <laughs> basketball. Now that, that's just, that's just a waste of potential. I mean, if you want, we can get a basketball and put it in there tonight. I mean, it doesn't have to be when you're wolfed out. I think it can only be when we're wolfed out. I would love to see fully wolfed out werewolf basketball. 
I don't think it would go very well, though. <laughs> yes, everybody has a breakfast. Frankie is still hardcore vouching for Teen Wolf. Everybody has their own opinions. And then after a while, kind of more towards 11, everybody starts, like, cleaning off their plates. They actually do, like, pretty synchronized. Like, it seems like they don't even have to say anything to, like, help each other out uh, with cleaning up and everything. Adelaide kind of turns to everybody's like, oh, um, what do you guys want for dinner tonight, by the way? Kind of closer to six. Okay. So mm-hmm. try to be back by then. But until then, today is all yours. We, got, we, we can handle the rest for now. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, so you guys, how many of you are going to Cleellum? Uh, I'm just going whatever, wherever Lawrence is going, so. Yeah, that's true. Enopi, are you coming with? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe I believe I will go with. I can carry quite a bit, so that having big arms helps. That is true. Very big arms. You're very strong. Uh, y'all need another pair of hands. What the 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 werewolves? Yeah, I mean, if if NAP's going to help, like, do they need Lawrence too? No, we're pretty good. We know how to prep. We'll be we'll be fine, and it's not. We'll see you guys in a couple hours anyway. So you guys get up in your van. Um, you might have to use a little bit of Google Maps to make your way back to the highway. Traffic slows you down a little bit, as it does at Seattle. You take the exit to uh, towards Spokane. After a while, you like wind through the, the mountains and come out the other side, the sprawling brown landscape in front of you. Um, but before you get t- too far into it, you stop in Cleellum and you head into the um, Nighthawks Dive Bar. Well, Nighthawks Coffee with one E. Dive Coffee Shop. Dive Coffee Shop, yes. And Ariana, there's nobody there, really. There is one person kind of sitting in the corner um, drinking their coffee. May or may not be spiked. Um, Ariana kind of sees it. She's like, oh, hey, did you, did you guys get the holy water? Yep, right outside. Um, where do you want it? Um, yeah, just bring it around back, and I'll help. I'll, I'll help you uh, unload it. And Braddy, I was like, oh no, I got it. I'll help. All right, ten four. Meet you out back. Yeah, the car comes around back a little bit, and they open the back door into like the kind of kitchen area, and Bradiel is out there to help you, and he pretty much um, grabs one big case of it effortlessly. And starts bringing it in, dropping it off, kind of in the kind of office area in a corner of the, the fairly messy, but you've seen worse uh, office. Yeah, so a Baradia helps you unload all the holy water. Um, and Ariana, kind of when you get close to it, she's like, um, you guys want anything to drink for the road back? It's on the house. God, yeah, just give me whatever has the most sugar and caffeine in it. Please. <laughs> yeah, peppermint, right? Um, sure. At this point, I just need something with caffeine. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Um, yeah, she goes and makes some coffees and various drinks, uh, as sugary as she possibly can for all of you. Um, and she passes it off to you, and she's like, um, need anything else for uh for the full moon tonight? I think we're good. Yeah, uh, I I think they pretty much have. The preparation part down. Yeah, they're usually pretty good at this. Um, hey, say hi to uh, uh, Sebastian for me. Yep, sure thing. Cool. 
Uh, she kind of adds back inside. Uh, Baradiel gives you a wave and adds back inside as well. And yeah, you guys get back in your car, unless there's anything else you want to do. You get back in your car, your van, and a little bit lighter, and you head back to Seattle after like an hour and a half. And maybe a little bit more due to traffic, you get back to the house. It is maybe like 2 p.m.-ish, and you guys have some time to kill before. So, Max, how far um, through the catalog did you get? Oh, the movies? Yeah. Um, well, I watched Ghost. Uh, I think I watched Shrek. I did kind of space out for a while, but, um, you know, it is definitely nice having something that isn't B-movie on repeat. Very thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to watch Shrek 2? Absolutely. Yes, please. Happy? Feeling Shrek 2? Yes, I would love to watch Shrek 2. Alright. Then he starts, like, getting the laptop set up. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> we do watch Shrek 2. <laughs> you do watch Shrek 2. And it's delightful. And you have a great time. And that scene... I need a hero comes up and it fucking rules and it gets you so amped for your stuff tonight. Oh my gosh. I don't know if this actually exists, but you know how the DVD copy had the extras where you could play through? Um, He he found, (laughs) he ended up finding something online that he could get with the extras in it. I don't know how it would work. And so they do play the American Idol. Idol, Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys have you guys kill a little extra time doing that. Um Yeah, and after a while, maybe you've are finished the movie or going through the extras. <laughs> maybe go to learning some behind the scene lore. Uh, when you hear a knock at the door, um and when you open it, it's Virgil and he's like, Alright, it's pretty much time. You guys ready? Uh yep, I am ready. Let's do this. Uh, yeah, he takes you inside and leads you to the basement, the rec room. And the other three, the other three werewolves are already in the caged part of the basement, chaining their ankles to the walls, which maybe makes you a little bit uncomfortable, but they, they're kind of like joking while they're doing it and still on their werewolf debate. Now I see why uh, werewolf basketball would be difficult. <laughs> yeah. Maybe do a bunch of free throws. Yeah, if we could uh, find a way to safely do it, maybe we'll do it. I'm sure we can find a way. Virgil kind of like points to the couch and he's like, uh, yeah, just just sit tight. We're getting everything together. Uh, Adelaide is like checking the cage for any like vulnerabilities and stuff. Virgil goes into the cage as well. He actually doesn't chain himself to the wall. Uh, he's the only one who doesn't. Uh, Adelaide soon locks the door as well. And while you guys are kind of sitting at this little, like, seated area, well, you hear uh, some creaking of the stairs behind you, and Pastor Sebastian comes around the corner and kind of gives a wave to you guys and um, moves to sit down. Hey there. Hey, uh, I'm here to help for tonight. Awesome. Good to have you. Grandness is high, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'll have to give her a call one of these days. Oh, they were really grateful for the um, for the holy water. Well, I was happy to do it. How is she, by the way? We didn't really stay long to chat. We had to get back, but she seems to be doing well. Is she still doing the uh, whole coffee shop thing? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. 
<laughs> he gave me, I don't even know what this thing is, but it has peppermint in it and probably enough sugar to give every tooth in my mouth cavity. So I appreciate that. Is she, is she getting any better at it, do you think? I've never had anything that was bad, but like I said, I, I haven't, I don't, I'm not from around these parts, so I've only been frequenting that place for like a month or two. Well, that's good. She's a good kid. As unusual it is, she's doing some decent work for us. At first I thought you were going to say the Lord's work. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure making coffee isn't part of the Lord's plan, but a lot of things aren't part of the Lord's plan right now. I thought he had a plan for everything, but yeah. Yeah. This would be a really shitty plan. I probably shouldn't say that to like a pastor. I'm going to stop talking, man. He just like puts up, he's like... I'm a hunter as well. I believe me, I am so used to it. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, have you ever seen the Bee movie? <laughs> <sighs> he kind of just shakes his head, like, I-, I don't really have time for movies very often. Oh, well, um, probably Jerry Seinfeld's best work. I recommend you check it out when you get the chance. I'll keep that in mind. His best work? You think so? Yeah, his best work. Listen, Absolutely. You know, all I... those years of Seinfeld was just him getting ready to release um, his magnum <laughs> opus, the B-movie. Oh my god. I'll definitely give it a look. You're actually interrupted. So there's a radio playing on kind of the coffee table in front of it. You guys are like in the little seating area. There's like couches. There's an armchair. There's a coffee table with a radio playing on it. And it's been playing um, Bad Moon Rising. And it goes, um, there's a bad moon on the rise. And then it cuts. Oh, we got a full moon tonight, folks. You know what full moon does to the mine. Keep out for any lunatics and make sure to keep your dogs indoors. <laughs> and the pastor just immediately goes and clicks it off before it can say anything else. Adelaide kind of comes over to you. She gives like a final shake to the cage door and it seems nods to herself, seems pretty happy with it. Um, and she comes over to you. She sits on the, um, well, she pulls up like a folded chair nearby and sits on it. Because I imagine there's enough people to fill the armchair and the couch. And she's like, well, now we wait. So some time passes. It is a while. You can see there is a single, there is a uh, two windows kind of on opposite sides of the room. Not within the area of the cage, just kind of outside of it. Um, you know, there's a basement windows that are like really high up and really small and you can see the light fading outside. And once it starts getting very, a pretty deep blue, you look to the wolves and they, you can hear like them fall to their knees as a transformation starts to take over. And I want to preface, (laughs) I want to cut in here really quick to say, yes, this is, this whole campaign is in the universe of Supernatural itself, but this is also a podcast, and we don't need a budget to make werewolves. So these werewolves are going to look cool as fuck, and, like, don't get mad at me for making it inaccurate, because I don't fucking care. My werewolves are going to look fucking sick. So. Nice. You see the muscles start to bulge under their skin. It seems to, like, shift uncomfortably. This is mainly happening to Molly, Ashton, and Frankie, um, but Virgil as well is kind of going through this transformation. But he seems a little bit more, not as painfully. 
that you see their teeth starting to elongate and their their fingernails becoming claws. You see fur actually starting to grow on all of them. And it's like different, they're all different colors and different thicknesses of fur. Some of them gain some height. Ashen especially gets really, really tall. And the th- uh, three, Molly, Ashen, and Frankie, uh, stand up and start growling at you guys and start like grab onto the cage and start like shaking it furiously trying to get at you meanwhile virgil is still like on all fours and after a moment he really does just look like a very very tall normal ass wolf and he does a sharp sound and the other three stand at attention and stop shaking the uh cage and just kind of look to him and get on their like did a great legs they get on their knees and kind of look to him for guidance who wants to take first shift watching out for these wolves most i think first shift makes the most sense for either um lawrence or Enope since we do eventually need to sleep but we're all but it's earlier in the evening um so i guess uh lawrence just kind of turns to Enope like all right it's getting kind of late you want to take first or second shift I guess I will take the second shift because you tend to sleep longer than I do. So if I just rest for a bit now, it'll be easier to wake me up. You know what? That that is fair. That is fair. Okay. Um, I will wake you up at then whatever the fucking designating time was. <laughs> yeah, a shift is going to be about four hours. And what is it about? Like seven now, since we came in at around six. The transformation takes place about six, so it's about six right now. Oh, okay. So I'd be going to bed at ten. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, you can still stay up and help out, but the the shift is mainly, like, actively looking for weaknesses in the cage and stuff like that, making sure that these guys are firmly secured. So I want you to roll four times, one for each uh, hour. Okay. All right, I'll wait. I'll... Make sure that you're still awake at 10, and we'll swap out. Okay, and let me go ahead and roll. Ugh, first one's a three. Oof. Um, wait, what is my rolling, though? Because a three like pl- wouldn't be plus anything, but... J- just do four rolls. Okay. Just plain rolls. So the first one was a three. One's a five. Oh, no. Third one's a four. Dude. Fourth one's a five! What the fuck? I just failed All right. four times in a row. Are, are these are these counted as, like, failures? So, Lawrence, you are talking a little bit too much with Maxine and the pastor about Seinfeld's filmography when you hear a tink, 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 and you see a screw fall to the floor. There is a split moment where you and the wolves are looking at each other before you realize, oh shit, the three removed their shackles while you weren't looking. And they rush to the door immediately, and the gate practically crumbles under their like combined weight. And Ashton is on Adelaide in an instant. Adelaide is holding him back with the chair she was just sitting on. She immediately switches to action, while Sebastian himself, like, yelps and grabs the short-range tranquilizer gun and runs after Molly, who's leaping up the stairs. 
Frankie is at the window, and despite her kind of oversized frame, she's already halfway through the window. What do you guys do? I did not plan for this to happen immediately. I was going to have each of you do four rolls, and if you failed three of them, that's how they get loose. And it happened, happened the first through four hours. What equipment did we have with us? Like, what did we have prepared? So behind the couch was a gun rack. There was a short tranquilizer gun, which Sebastian grabbed, and he's running after Molly. There is a longer range tranquilizer gun that looks kind of like a sniper rifle. Um, and any one of you can grab that. I guess I'm going to go ahead and grab the um, long range tranquilizer gun. Two of them are still in the cage and one of them is running out of the basement. Okay, I'll say Virgil is in the cage and he looks distraught, but he also looks like you kind of know um, from yesterday, he said he was mostly trying to control himself during his change because he's an alpha and he's a pureblood. He can mostly control himself, but it still takes some effort. Um, while the other three are not purebloods and they are just fully out for blood. And so Frankie is at the window. She's scrambling out of it. She's almost out. Uh, Molly has already run upstairs and Ashton is attacking Adelaide and she is holding him back with the folded chair she was sitting on. Okay, so which one is being chased after? Molly? Molly, yeah. But Sebastian is chasing her. And he has a, a short tranquilizer gun. Okay, and the other guy's at the window. Um, how far away am I from the window? Like, am I too close to use the gun? So the short tranquilizer gun is... Each of the tranquilizers does two harm. Um, the short one is close, reload, and inconspicuous, while the one that you guys can grab is to harm, far, reload, and conspicuous, so it's much more obvious. Okay, am I too close to use it effectively? Or should I just roll to see? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Roll for acts under pressure. Okay, that's say. cool, right? I think you would know better than I do. Okay, fortunately I'm good at that. Um... And I'm going to be aiming for the guy who's trying to get out the window. That is a four, five, six, seven, plus two, eight, nine. All right. Yeah. You get one shot into um, Frankie and she yelps. She does slow down a bit, a little bit. She has the tranquilizer like in her thigh and she gets the rest of the way out of the window though. Shit. You can roll to do another shot, but I think you have to reload. So it would take time, a slight amount of time. Okay, I'm going to try to uh, reload, and, like, is she fully out of the window? I can't see her anymore? Yeah. Okay, so... I think um, while Lawrence is reloading, I'm going to try and do my best to distract these guys however I can. I'm, like, trying to howl at them, yelling a little bit. I want to see if that'll slow them down at all. Yeah. Acts under pressure, I believe that role would be. Okay. All right, that is three and two, plus cool is one, so that's a six. I would assume you're trying to distract Ashton, who is attacking Adelaide. Um, yep. He does a swipe at you, but his hand goes like straight through you and doesn't really goes back to Adelaide, which is a much more a much more physical threat. Okay. Oy. Enipi, what do you do? I will uh, protect somebody, um, uh, Adelaide. Yeah, roll to protect. Uh, well, I'm 
I got lucky because I just got two sixes. Fifteen. Wow, damn. You tackle Ashen and get your hand. Is there, what does it say for like, I guess it doesn't even matter because that's a fucking holy hell of a roll. Yeah, it says both you and it says advanced on a 12 plus both you and the character you are protecting are unharmed and out of danger. If you are protecting a bystander, they now become your ally. Ah, cool. That is such a good roll. I'll give it to you. How do you want to take out Ashton? Uh, NOP slams them really hard back into the cage and grabs the chain like and literally rips it out of the wall, chaining the um, fence around them so that they legitimately just can't move. Like roll, like, like rolling it up in in a carpet, but instead it's it's the the uh, fence itself. Oh wow! Uh, Adelaide takes the long range tranquilizer gun and just ver- surprisingly calmly just comes up and puts in three shots into Ashton, and Ashton is knocked out. So now you have Frankie and Molly to worry about. Yeah. Took it from me. Uh, yeah. Just grabs it and then hands it back. Or she just holds on to it. Whoever <laughs> wants it. Okay. Um, uh, Lawrence is hauling ass towards the exit since um, Molly is escaping and uh, Frankie already escaped. He's trying to follow them. Okay. You run upstairs and you hear commotion in the, uh, what would you know as the living room um, in this house? And Sebastian is trying to definitely move out of the way of uh, Molly's attacks. And is struggling to get a hit on her. I- I'm assuming I, I took the gun back. Uh, he's going to go ahead and fire another shot off um, at-, at Molly uh, to try to get her down. <laughs> yeah. Roll for that. And is that going to, that's, is that going to be act under pressure or protect someone would be if I like threw myself in there, right? It wouldn't be protect someone, would it? Either way, I'm still using cool for it, so I'm gonna get the same roll. But okay, um, that's a five, five, ten plus two, so twelve. Damn! For a second, Sebastian is right in front of your gun, and just as you're not sure if you're gonna be able to get the hit, he jumps out of the way, and Molly is headed straight for you, and you manage to get. Uh, how many shots do you want to get into her? Just three, because he knows that the late did three shots yeah it's fine uh yeah you fire three shots into molly it's like that very cinematic thing of it's coming at you and then just like slides unconscious in front of you as she's like running towards you and you got her although she's still putting she's still kicking a little bit there's still a little bit of consciousness to her so now there is just frankie to worry about all right um sebastian did you see where frankie went Enope, can you grab her and and Take her downstairs. Uh, NMP immediately grabs Molly, like throwing Molly over his shoulder and carrying the werewolf downstairs. Yeah, you bring it downstairs. You use the fence to wrap around Ashton, right? So there's like no door to the cage? No. Or you used a chain from the wall? I use both the fence and a chain, but there should be multiple chains, so... I guess uh, I um, chain her back up. Okay. She tries to, I like a half-hearted bite at you every once in a while, and then she eventually goes fully unconscious. Um, Adelaide is like, I'll keep an eye on them. You go get Frankie. Okay. Did Sebastian 
to uh, see where Sebastian is kind of taking some really deep breaths. Oh, I'm too old for this. Uh, uh, no, I didn't really see. I just saw her climbing out, or saw them climbing out of the, the window. That's the last I saw of them. Sorry, I was a little focused on Molly. No problem. Um, how about we switch then? You give me the close range gun. Uh, yeah, he hands it over to you. Okay, and does Frankie just taken off outside? I guess. So I guess I'm gonna try to like go to where the window is and see if I can see where Frankie went from there. Yeah, do read a bad situation roll. Okay. Read a bad situation. That is Okay, sharp. Okay. Not super sharp. Um five, six, seven, thank God. <laughs> seven, okay. You just barely managed to catch um Adelaide as she slips through some trees. But you know the general direction. She's kind of going um, south, blah, 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 southeast from here. So you run out the door and go into that direction. Um, unfortunately, she is running through a normal-ass neighborhood, so you've got to move fast. I'm fucking booking it. <laughs> okay. And everybody's yeah, with you. Right next to Lawrence. I want to use some magic. Ooh, worm. Okay, go for it. Um, I'm going to use my magical force attack. Um, So I hold out my hand and I'm trying to just kind of like knock her over, knock her on her back real quick so we can catch up. Okay, yeah. I will say you guys are booking it. She kind of stops at an intersection, is kind of looking around, and you guys manage to catch up. Enopy, are you coming with? Yep. Okay. You just barely spot her. Um, you're still a good distance away, but you use magic. Um, did you do a roll for that yet? Yeah. Um, so would it be use magic or it's an attack? So what I do, um, kick some ass, do you think? I forgot kick some ass was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess use... But, uh, what do you think? I think it should depend on the range. Yeah, that's a good point. Kick some ass I would say typically you are up front and the two of you are engaging. Yeah, it's um one hard magical close. One hard magical close. Yeah, I'd say you're kind of at like the end of one street and you see you're at the end of another street. So you're like a block away, I would say. Um okay. so I would say use match wait, magic was the close one, right? Yeah. Okay. I can say you use magic to get a little bit closer. You are a ghost, you can teleport, sort of. I can kinda teleport, can't I? Okay, um, so just, like, use magic to get right up on her. Yeah, do a roll. Alright, so, I have plus three weird. That is six, plus five is eleven, plus three, so. Wow, dang. Good roll. (laughs) You teleport, like, right in front of her, and she is distracted by you, and she starts swatting at you, but you, like, definitely move out of the way a few times before she could realize that you're not actually there. She fully thinks that you're um, a target for her to, to consume, essentially. Um, <laughs> the other two, you're still running to get to her. What are you two doing? Oh, shit. I got the short-range weapon now. Damn it. I was going to say, while she's distracted, I was going to try to shoot her. Um, fuck. Um, you know what? I'm still going to see if... How far away am I? Am I also about a block away? Yeah. Shit. 
I don't know if there's anything I, I can do from this distance other than ask Sebastian if he could get a shot. Like, hey, do you think you get a shot in? <laughs> oh, Sebastian is back at the house like he's exhausted. I thought he was coming with us, and that's why we traded guns. Okay. Well, fuck. Okay, I think now I'm gonna use my um my magic attack. Alright, yeah, that sounds good. Buy some time for Lawrence to, to catch up. Yeah, uh, Frankie turns around and sees the other uh, ones coming this way and starts, like, heading over to rend them. Okay, and you so do gonna, your attack. Like, hold out my hand in her direction. Um, so would this be kick some ass? I think so. Okay, so let's see. All right, that's a three. Oh, Ooh, no. It. Nothing seems to attack her. Some fur maybe gets blown a little bit, but that's about it. Frankie is headed straight for you for uh, uh, Lawrence and NOP. Okay. Am I in kick some ass range then? Do I have to roll? Okay, yes. I will roll kick some ass then, which I'm not as good at. Uh, that is a... Fuck a five. <laughs> so Frankie is on you in a second. Your shot goes wide. Um, and she crashes onto you and rakes her claws across you for three harm. Can I protect somebody? Yes. Okay, uh, nine. Uh, what does it say for nine? You protect them, okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm they were going to get. You tackle Frankie, similar to the way that you tackled Ashton, but this time Frankie gets a good grip on you and rends you instead. For three harm. Okay, so I'm unharmed? I believe so, yeah. Okay, so I think, I think I'm going to... Uh, I have an ability. It, it's just called whatever, and I can spend one luck to get plus one toughness, so that'll give me ten plus, which can uh, reduce the harm to one. Um, okay. And, and that's for the remainder of the mystery. Pretty much the rest of the episode. Um, yeah, she rakes her claws into you and is snarling and biting and trying to hurt you. But for a second, she actually like stand back a bit as a single wound. It's not very much, but there's a single wound that's almost more like a crack in your skin. And out of it pours a little bit of smoke, some dark smoke. And they seem to be distracted for a moment. Okay, so is it, whose turn is this now? Is this going to be Emma's turn? I think it's whoever's turn, but yeah, we can go in a round. Okay, for a few seconds after my last move, I think I just like was throwing out my hand again, like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. <laughs> like. <laughs> Go, go, web. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I think I'm just, I'm just going to try again. I am in survival mode. So my magical force. All right. That is an eight plus zero. So that actually hits zero. this time. What does it say for an eight? It just means that you inflict whatever harm you were going for. You don't get any bonuses unless it's over a 10. So, moderate success uh, does one harm, and it kind of knocks Frankie completely over, at least for a few seconds. So, kind of create an opening for Lawrence. To use my gun! 
So she's kind of forced over a little bit and she does a little bit of a superhero pose where um, her legs are kind of splayed out and she like is pushed back a bit. They just look up and snarl at you and you have a quick second to do a quick shot if you can make it. Okay. Um, still rolling tough? I believe so. Fuck! Oh no. It's a three. Uh, yeah, that does not... <laughs> the shot goes wide once again and you yell, fuck! <laughs> and in that time, Frankie immediately attacks you once again and does an, does three harm to you. Shit. Because you are clearly the most human of the bunch and now has their sights set on you. Okay. Um, I, get, I guess my best course of action is... I don't know if it's to protect somebody or to try and, and kick some ass, but the problem is I don't have any... Any any weapons that don't inflict like actual damage. I mean, has been inflicting damage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am going to, uh, I guess, kick some ass. Um, or or you know what? I you know what? I I will uh, attempt to protect again. Okay. I think I will uh, uh, attempt to grab Frankie and like literally hold Frankie. Um, and I got, uh, 13. Wow, yeah, that fucking does it. Um, yeah, you- how do you grab Frankie? Like, like a full Nelson as best I can with a, <laughs> a, a werewolf? Yeah, luckily they're about your height, so it is pretty even match. I pull them back and try and hold them as best I can for a shot. Okay, and I am, I guess, on the ground trying to aim up at them. So I hope I make this because they're very close. This is like point blank range. I'm gonna be pissed. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. Jesus Christ! All right, yeah. You shoot. How many shots do you put in them? Put in them. Two. It already has. Um, they already have one in them. Yeah, they are snarling and growling, and then and then it slows down a little bit and a little bit more until they are limp in Nop's arms. And you got them. They're still a little bit sluggishly trying to attack, but they are no longer a threat anymore. Yeah, Lawrence is just laying on the ground like, fuck! (laughs) Are you guys gonna be okay? Looking a little rough. I'll be, I'll I'll be fine. Um, we, we need to get them out of here before someone notices. Yeah. Uh, NLP, uh, pats Molly on the head and throws Molly over his shoulder like Frankie they are yeah sorry Frankie yeah uh like they did with Molly um and starts carrying them back to the the house yep yeah thankfully Frankie can't really put much of a fight anymore and you get back with without any really problem any real problem um Sebastian is no longer in the living room and as you go downstairs you see him and Adelaide keeping a hard eye on the other two uh werewolves and I assume you do the same chain trick uh, with Frankie as you did with the others. Yep. So yeah, the werewolves are all wrapped up. Um, you still you have all your guns together now, and everybody is a little bit more um, weary now. And between you guys, like whenever one of the werewolves like starts getting a little a little bit more active, you shoot another shot into them. And Virgil is kind of sitting there, like a almost like a dog, just sitting there 
kind of with an apologetic look on their face, you know, like a dog when they know they've done something bad. There's a little bit of that look to them, even though there isn't really much they could have done. Lawrence goes up to Adelaide. Where, where are your first aid supplies? I think Bastion and um, P would... Yeah, she doesn't even wait for you to finish the sentence. She just immediately runs upstairs and goes to grab it. And she comes back down. Um, she's like booking it to get it. Yeah, she hands you one wit- one um, first aid kit and then an- starts working on Sebastian. Or at least Sebastian already has um, a bandage around an arm. But he seems pretty unharmed. Hey, NMP, get over here. What's the damage? Uh, NMP comes over and sits down and like lifts up their arm and like is as curious as anybody else is and looks at like this strange crack in their skin that was leaking some kind of smoke. Is it still there? Yeah, there's still some wisps of smoke coming out. Okay, he's like, fuck, I don't... I'm so sorry, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, but uh, I feel like we should probably still disinfect this thing. So just just hold still for me. And he starts, like, cleaning the wound. And How big is it? Um, I would say it's kind of uh, about the size of your hand, which... With Enope size, it doesn't it it doesn't seem that big in comparison to Enope, but for you, it seems really big. Okay, and he bandages it up, and he's like, "Okay, fire truck or princesses?" <laughs> um, princesses. And he puts a little princess bandaid right over top of it. <laughs> That's really it, cute. What is new? <laughs> then he starts like digging through um, the first aid kit to try to try to patch himself up too. Nice. Yeah, you guys heal yourself for some harm. Um, you can check your sheets to understand how much you do it. Um, you're not getting like a full rest or anything. You're just undoing a little bit of harm. Um, are any of you sleeping after this whole ordeal? Fuck no. Okay. Uh, what time is it now? I would say it's getting close to 10. Like 10 or 11. But I'm gonna say you guys already went through the thick of it. So you guys have the upper hand over these werewolves. You already did, but now you have the tranquilizer guns and you can just keep an eye on them and they are pretty incapacitated. So you guys ride out the rest of your night, keeping an eye on these guys, making sure they don't get any any more ideas. Um, Virgil sits next to uh, Adelaide, who's just like standing by the cage, like with her, the short tranquilizer gun like cocked all night and she is not moving and Virgil is like sitting right next to her and every once in a while she like gives him a pet on the head and he kind of leans into it the wolves don't really give you any more trouble they're mostly just sleeping off this stupor that they're in um, and eventually at long long last you see the sun starting to peek through uh, the windows and you see that the hair starts to recede, the claws retract, um, their teeth get uh, shortened and normal human size again. Um, And in front of you are three very ragged-looking humans who are still bound up in chains and stuff. Hey, guys. Uh, You feeling all right? Ashton is kind of the first to wake up, and he's kind of like, what? What? What happened? Uh, we had a little bit of difficulty, but um, we we brought it back under control. So, hey, Finn, Frankie, yeah. 
This is really embarrassing. It's not you guys' fault. You can't help it. Yeah, we, we've seen worse. Um, you got a little tore up last night, though, Frankie. You, you, are you okay? Frankie kind of groggily gets up, still chained up, but they, like, sit up. They're like, okay, so did you guys make a decision on which one's the best yet? Oh, I... <laughs> did we even talk about that? American Werewolf in London. Ooh. Yep, that's the right answer. She and they lay back down. No, Lawrence is in universe laughing. He's on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, um, Adelaide and Sebastian feel safe enough to untie them from their chains. And the three get up. They are like rubbing their sore muscles, and I assume taking the darts out of their skin. They're starting to walk upstairs and they need a lot of help because they are just like banging into shit and falling over on themselves. Um, But they don't seem to be in terrible like danger. Like they don't need to be hospitalized or anything. Adelaide and Sebastian help them upstairs. Um, Frankie needs a little bit more help if one of you guys want to help them uh, get upstairs. Yeah, I was... I'm, I'm offering moral support. And I'm assuming we already kind of went over them with a um, with a first aid kit after they woke up, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you guys can take care of them in any way you want to. Um, and you guys go upstairs, and Adelaide starts moving around. Well, Adelaide starts moving around the kitchen to get ready for breakfast, but Virgil kind of stops her and just points firmly at a chair for her to sit in, and she, without a word, goes and sits, and she just, like just all the exhaustion hits her at once and she is practically asleep in a minute and Virgil starts moving around the kitchen to make breakfast for everybody he actually makes um he doesn't make bacon and sausages he makes pancakes for everybody they're kind of small but they're pretty good um and he's like I am so so sorry for how things turned out last night no it don't blame yourself you called us up to make sure this didn't happen and um i i should be apologizing to you man uh th- this happened on my watch i i am so sorry i mean it's it's my watch first and foremost i should have been more careful i i wish that there was some way that i could make it up to you but thank you so so much for not hurting them most hunters wouldn't be this gentle and kind yeah that's we we don't want anyone to get hurt. Like I know they they got banged up a little bit, but they're still here. No civilians got hurt, which is I think that's really what matters. It, did you know? Did anyone seem to notice them or anything? It was pretty late, mm. but I didn't. Honestly, I think if somebody saw, you'd be swarmed with cops by now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't, I don't think anyone saw us. We tried to bring bring them back here. As soon as possible. Well, good news is, since you're going to have to rebuild the cages, you can probably figure out a way to work in a basketball hoop. (laughs) He gives a really big laugh at that. um, And slides an extra pancake your way. He's like, all right, Pac, what do we say? And they're all like, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They're all very exhausted, like barely even able to dig into their pancakes. Well, when you do need to um, to start rebuilding, I uh, I did some contracting a few years back, so I, I have a little bit of experience. So if you need some help 
You don't want to call in somebody and be like, hey, help me rebuild my dungeon. Know my number. <laughs> We're usually a little bit more uh, inconspicuous about how we go about our dealings, but I really appreciate it. I would definitely like to take you up on that. Like, his face is full of food, so he just gives a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, so you did it. Congratulations, guys. You beat my werewolf puzzle. You beat your werewolf Yay. puzzle. <laughs> Lawrence, you get a text. Um, you hear your phone. You feel your phone buzz in your pocket, and you get a text from Vincent and Kieran saying, how, th- how are things going? How was your night? You just, um... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, what timing. Oh god. He just texts him back. He's like, oh yeah, it was fine. We're all good. Everyone's in one piece. Just kind of like, yeah, we're all in one piece. Like, very non-committal. <laughs> he kind of sends back, that's good. Say hi to Molly for me, smiley face. Kieran wants to meet up. Where does he want to meet? Um, he says, how about Credence Community Church, where you met Sebastian? Okay, okay. so asking to meet up, I'm assuming just with the three of us, not like werewolves. Yeah. All right, that's why I was just trying to figure out what, what he said, to figure out what he meant by that. Um, Actually, sorry, I'll say that he is offering to come meet you so that he can see his sister. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sure, let me, let me ask. Hey, Molly... Um, your brother wants to stop by to see you. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Be really nice to see him after a fucking night like that. Don't tell him about all of that, please. Uh, about, yeah, no, don't, don't, don't worry about it. (laughs) He he texts him like, yeah, sure, we're, we're, we're we're just finishing up, um, breakfast. And he says, great, we'll be there soon, smiley face. Yeah, and after kind of like, 10, 20 minutes, um, a car pulls up and you can hear the footfalls on the stairs uh, coming up to the house. And there's a knock at the door, a pretty hearty one. And Virgil goes to open the door. Uh, Kieran and Vincent step in and Molly immediately just goes and runs at, like, not really hugs her brother, but more tackles him. (laughs) And he just barely manages to keep standing. And he's like, Molly, no, please. And she's, uh, she's like, you gotta be fucking faster than that, motherfucker. And Ashton kind of comes over and tries to, like, pull Molly off of him so that, uh, he can give Vincent a hug as well. And Vinny is a lot happier to hug Ashton than having been tackled by his sister. Kieran kind of comes over to Anope and you guys and is like, so how'd your night go? Uh, you know. Uh, it went. Yeah, it did, it did go. Oh, had to have been better than our night. We fucking, I cannot stand that alpha at all. She is so, oh, she's such a pain in the ass. Oh, you gonna give us the tea? Yeah, just, Maggie's just really, she's just really set in her ways. She just refuses to have any help. I had to, felt like pulling teeth to get her to let us help out. It only, it took a call for a, a very strongly worded call from Ariana to convince her. Oh my gosh. Yeesh. Yeah, well, you know what it's like. Trust is difficult in this line. Yep. Oh, don't I know that. But things are getting a little bit better. Enope, how are you doing? I am well. Is your... Who is running the fucking vacuum? God damn it. 
Is your bandaged arm visible? Um, uh, probably not, since I'm wearing the motorcycle leathers like I normally am. So, yeah, she does not ask you about it then. And she's like, well, um, you guys ready to hit the road? Uh, yeah. Let me just grab one more of these pancakes. I'll be ready. <laughs> you got it. Uh, and you go do that. You shove a pancake in your mouth like a anime girl with a piece of toast <laughs> late, for, <laughs> late for school. <laughs> no, late for hunter school. <laughs> and as you're heading out, you get another text on your phone. And when you pick it up, well, what's the, what's your uh, ringtone, by the way? I don't know if I asked that already. Um, well, it depends. You said it's just a regular text? Yes, but this one is special. You know who this is from. It's from an old friend. You recognize it immediately as a text from Isabella. I'm so sorry, Emma, but it's bonus soda. I'm stealing <laughs> this from Emma. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. Sorry. Um, yeah, so you get a text on your phone with a very familiar theme song. Both you and Maxine would recognize it as being a text from your friend Isabella. And what it says is, hey, I'm working a case in Olympia. It's getting a little tricky. Could you come help? It'd be good to see you again. And that's why we're cut for tonight. Because my parents are fucking yelling, like, thanks, guys. <laughs> running a vacuum. And then yelling about running the vacuum. Oh, my God. Yelling at the vacuum. Oh, my God. Why, is every- why are people messaging about cannibalism? What? <laughs> I don't know. I just saw a message that said cannibalism XD.